What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs headquarters. Coming at you with another Skype special guest. This week we have Mike the Compass, also a owner, operator, CEO of St. Michael Clothing. Yep. I would assume that you're all those things. Um, he has over half a million or right around a half a million subscri subscribers on YouTube, uh, mostly sneaker related, but he every Tuesday gets into a different topic on Topic Tuesdays. And I've actually been following those pretty closely myself you guys might want to check those out if you're looking for a little bit extra mic content after this podcast and uh he recently has gotten into using some blackstone lab supplements i uh seen him make a post a little while back about you know wanting to improve his legs and i was like yo let's let's get together and uh work a little bit on this project and see what we can do and i st sent him some stuff just like uh you know beginner natural products and um i think he's been getting great results so far myself i keep uh, checking in with him about once a week at least, if not a little bit more on different routines and stuff like that. So there's a little idea I had to bring him on and have PJ talk to the guy and uh, see exactly, you know, what's been going on with his results on his end as far as he feels about using the products. Which products is he using? Um, I've sent him Apex Mail, Anagenin, Juiced Up. I've sent him a variety of stuff. I think the, the most recent one I sent him was Halo Elite, which is one of my favorites. Do you, Have you used all of them? No, he's a... Uh, yeah. Natural. Oh. He's used. Are you asking? Have I used what he said? Everything that he sent. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, or like one after the other? Uh, originally, well, I guess the newest shipment or the last two shipments have been Halo, but mm -hmm. before that, I was using Androgen. Androgen. Androgen, and uh, yeah, that's that was like that's my favorite, honestly. Androgen is. Mm. Yeah. Well, because when I first reached out to him, I didn't want to be like, hey, you know, I want to send you like steroids yeah. or anything like that. Because everybody's going to be like, whoa, bro, I don't know you guy. So I was like, no, I'm going to send you all natural stuff. Get you started out with like, you know, Apex Mail, Anagenin, EpiCat, that kind of, you know, the all natural routine. So so how long were you work working out for before you started using any of our stuff? Uh, about a year. So he hit me up yeah, a year after. So I was like two, I was weighing 215 pounds. I couldn't fit in any of my shirts, which was just depressing. And I lost, I got down to 185 and then he ended up hitting me up. Cause I was saying like, I don't want to be walking around with like chicken legs, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Josh hit me up and we just kind of went from there. So you just got into the gym because you had gotten too heavy and you wanted to get in shape. Yeah, basically. I mean, I've always, so I played college basketball, so I've always been like athletic and in shape, but this whole like fitness i guess you would say journey has been something that i've been chasing since i was like 16 and i think my biggest problem was being placed and then as far as youtube goes i started originally the fit channel and sneakers is what really blew up so i kind of pushed it away wait you started with a fitness channel yeah so it's called asylum workouts it's like six years ago a lot of people don't even know about it that's insane i didn't know that mm. yeah a lot of people don't it's that's awesome. i really like been trying to do this for a long time i just so it's not disciplined it was enough. called silent workouts asylum workouts oh asylum workouts yeah. we're, we're getting a little bit of lag right now. yeah there's so. a little bit of lag for some reason oh okay yeah it was like seven years ago it was called asylum workouts and uh it was around when intermittent fasting became really popular on the internet mm -hmm. okay so i started the channel then and it did pretty well i was like 16 17 and i was going to the gym a lot but i was really skinny 
But you know, when you're younger, like in high school, you think you're just super like shredded, but you're really nothing. You're like, really like, just <laughs> were you were you also intermittent fasting? Yeah. So I was I would go to school. Actually, I would wake up at five a.m. go to the gym, intermittent fast throughout the whole day. Then I had then I would go do basketball workouts, go to school, and then I finally break my fast during lunch. How... I got like really lean. Like my face was just like sucked up. My veins were just popping. I was like super skinny. It was like unhealthy. How long were you doing that for? Uh, two years. And what made you stop? Once I got to college, I needed to bulk up because I was playing some grown men. Yeah, the reason I ask is because I actually do intermittent fasting. So it's it seems that there are a lot of people in our industry that are sort of anti intermittent fasting because they believe that it's not optimal for gaining muscle, which I don't really argue that either. But I think just to get get in shape and lose weight and be lean, it's great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're it's easier to monitor what you're eating, you know, if you're eating once or twice a day. Yep. Especially if you get all your calories in. What position were you playing in basketball? Point guard, shooting guard. And were you guys working out with weights? No, we weren't. It was just all up and down, sprinting. Hmm. Hmm. So you didn't get into yeah. working out with weights till after basketball? Yeah, honestly. I mean, I, I've been going to the gym by myself, lifting weights. But I think in between trying to do that, I was doing more like high interval training. Okay. Low weight, high reps, and I think that's why I never really put on muscle, you know, between doing that and going to basketball practice and trying to eat as much as possible between the workouts. I mean, I'm burning so many calories at the time. I never really gained weight. I think that the most I got in college was probably like 185. Did you ever feel weak or like a lack of energy when you were playing basketball eating like that? No, not at all. Yeah, that's great. good. Uh, people ask me all the time, they're like, you know, do you do you have shitty workouts or how do you do the cardio after and not eat? But I feel good. Yeah, I felt amazing. I I think everyone's different. Like for me, I'm the type of person to like get right into it. You know, some people mm -hmm. like to ease into it. I don't like when I heard about intermittent fasting the next day, I was ready to go on an 18 hour fast. Like I didn't ease into it. I don't like doing that. I don't yeah, I don't either. I, I eat from uh, 6 p.m. to midnight. That's it. Okay. Yeah. See, those are good times then. Yeah, I, I get day, up. You're just so busy. You don't have to worry about it. I don't right? like. I don't like having to, to stop doing what I'm doing to eat. It slows me down. So I wake up usually around five ish, do a bunch of emails, get on Pornhub, finish Pornhub, go to the gym, <laughs> get back from the gym. Usually do my cardio. Mind, right? yeah, absolutely. Gotta do it. I usually do my cardio <laughs> after the gym at like nine or ten, and then I run around all day, and I I don't want to slow down and eat and, and, and be relaxed eating. So when my day is done, when the work day is done, I go home and I relax and I eat and that's the best time. You know, you just sit around and eat yeah. and, and chill. And I, I find that I've been doing this since, uh, September last year, okay. pretty, pretty much. And, um, I was in pretty good shape when I started doing it, but I, I got in just progressively better and better shape. And the, the big thing that I try to teach people all the time is, Yes, you, you, you can eat as, as clean or healthy as you want to, but when you're intermittent fasting, you don't really have to worry about counting your calories or what you're actually eating. You just eat in that feeding window, and, and that's really the main rule. You just have to stay in that window every day. Like if your window is 12 to 8, you just got to make sure you're eating 12 to 8 every day, and you could – I'm not saying you should go eat McDonald's for all those meals, but you really – you know, like uh, – I was talking to orangutan and, and Christina Pilo, who they're uh, 
photographer and makeup artist that shoot a lot of our girls and uh, he yeah. he lost like 60 something pounds insane and he and she lost like over 30 pounds intermittent fasting and they they told me straight up they're like we don't really watch what we eat at all we eat what we want we just eat you know he was saying he basically only eats one or two times but he eats yeah. whatever he wants in those one or two times so like personally I would I would rather like I know that if I wanted to get back into bodybuilding again I would just switch up get on a normal bodybuilder diet and I'd go right into it fine because that would be you know mentally what I know I would have to do to be the best that I could be but yeah. for just living life and, and and wanting to feel good and and look how I feel pretty good I find that intermittent fasting is actually very easy yeah no I think the thing about fitness in general everyone makes it way more complicated than it needs to be like yep. we all it's like every aspect you know what you got to do but it's discipline right I mean, at the end of the day, so it's you, not as complicated as people make it. But you don't, you're not intermittent fasting anymore. No, I haven't been. I, I'm kind of like very inconsistent with it. So I'll do like the breakdown of how I was doing fasting. I would say when I was, let's say 2017, I was going really heavy with fasting and then I stopped. So 2018 was like, uh, more so like the end of 2017 through 2018. I didn't fast. I didn't work out. I just shoved hot wings and Cheetos, whatever I could cream. And then I went from like 185 up to 215. And I incorporated the keto diet, which I would love to hear what you guys think about that. The keto diet? And the keto, yeah, the keto diet helped me. started at 25th last year, and I lost. I went from 215 back down to 185. And that's kind of where I'm. Yeah, I was a big keto advocate for a long time. I still am. So when we do, every year we do what's called the Beat PJ Transformation Contest. And, you know, this year we had like over 500 people that did it. And we give, uh, there's four diets that they can choose from. There's a men's weight loss diet, a men's weight gain diet, and the same ones for women. And the men's weight loss diet every year is always a keto diet because I just know you're going to lose weight. If you follow the yeah. keto diet the right way, men do great with keto. Women have a little bit trickier time. I've noticed because women it's, it's, it's most of it is part of it is absolutely hormonal, but psychologically women, women have a very hard time not eating carbs. <laughs> they just yeah. do. It's just a very, 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 like they, they get stressed out real bad about it. Guys are fine. So you put a guy on a keto diet he can stay on it and just keep losing weight, feeling good. I actually even, even competed uh in 2007 on a full keto diet the only only reason i didn't stay with it after that i got shredded but yeah. it was hard for me to fill out the right way when i needed to get on stage and uh -huh. so that's that's what made me switch off it but i i told everyone as far as getting in in very good shape the, the keto diet is a very very effective diet for sure that's awesome so are you still doing keto now no so Two weeks ago, I started incorporating carbs again just because I felt like, well, I guess from what I read is you just can't build muscle. I feel like I just kind of stalled. Like I wasn't losing body fat, nor was I gaining any more muscle. I was just kind of getting a pump and staying the same. Mm -hmm. So I what felt like maybe I need to incorporate some carbs to help. I'm right now, I'm just like at a stall, I feel like. What With about your strength? To send him some glycolog then if he's eating carbs now. Yeah. Uh, my my strength is good. I I'm lifting heavier, but I don't know. I'm just at a weird place. Did you lose? Did you lose strength when you were uh, doing no. the keto diet? No, not at all. I kept going up. That's another thing. People think you can't be strong without carbs. It's false. You, yeah. you can absolutely still be strong. Do you think you can put on muscle though? 
I think it's much harder to put on muscle without carbs. I do. Okay. I think it's it's that was part of the reason why when I was competing, I, I went away from it. Um, but I, I think uh-huh. that you can get absolutely ripped on a keto diet. A lot of it is also based around your your you know specific body type and your metabolism because if you yeah. have a faster metabolism, you're just going to have to eat carbs. Like Josh, if he didn't eat carbs, yeah, he'd be 130 pounds. You know, right. so you know he he <laughs> he has to eat a lot of carbs. But then you have people you know that can look at carbs and, and get fat. So it's it's part of that is is genetic, but. The insulin response that you get from eating carbohydrates and what glycogen does as far as energy and muscle, you know, with the muscle, there's there's an absolute, you know, in my opinion, necessity for having carbs, at least at certain points when you're trying to grow, you know, whether it's pre-workout, post-workout or both, because the anabolic response that you get to the insulin production. But I mean, many people I find care a lot more about being ripped than being bigger. So when people ask me, you know, what kind of plans to put them on, if somebody, if somebody asks me how to get big, they usually don't like the answer because I tell them to eat more food, period. They they want some special diet or special foods that they can eat, but you have to just eat food. Like they want you to tell them like you have to eat three apricots at (laughs) sunrise when the sun is going down on the fifth of every month. So what I want to know now is we could keep talking about uh, the dieting, of course, for hours, but so I didn't know that you had a uh, a fitness page. I, I just thought you were always doing the sneakers. So let's go back. I want to know how you went from fitness into sneakers and how the sneaker got to be as big as it was. So how long yeah. did you actually have the fitness page for? Okay, so I started, let's see. Or channel, I so, should say. It's called in, in the YouTube where it's not really a page. Yeah, so it's. I got a problem. Like I like to bounce around. I can't just do one thing at one time like i just like to have so many different projects you have adhd yeah honestly especially as far as like content creation because i don't like being trapped in a box i feel like i I have a lot to offer right so i started the workout i started a singing channel actually this is funny so i started a singing channel (laughs) transitioned into fitness because i've always loved fitness i did that for a year then i started another fitness channel because i'm like this one's dedicated towards fasting like it was literally just about fasting and uh, the insanity workout. Do you guys remember that? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. P90X, so that, right? I had a whole transformation video that I did on that. And that's like seven years ago. And then I went into like fasting since I was a teenager at the time I was talking about like pre-workout supplements, creatine. And then I transitioned to another channel called instinct gains. I don't know where I come up with these names. <laughs> and that went on for like two years, I'd say. And I just kept fluctuating. I still, to this day, my biggest problem is, do I want to get big or do I want to get shredded? Mm -hmm. So I'll work to get big and then I'll be like, oh, I look kind of fat. So I want to lose weight. And then I'll lose weight and then I'll be like, oh, now I don't look as big. So I've just constantly kept doing that when I, in reality, I just want to be shredded, you know? Yeah, that's pretty common though. But you also, you know, you come to the realization that looking shredded is actually only really desirable looking if you're big. Yeah. Exactly. So it's so, a catch twenty two. It's like being on a teeter totter. Like right. I just have kept doing that to the point where I feel like I don't have any results at all because I keep going back and forth when I just need to stick to one thing. You need to stick to one thing for at least long enough for it to make a, a noticeable change that when you switch back you can say, Oh damn, well I'm shredded again, but I'm way bigger than the last time I was shredded. Exactly. That's that's the trick. How many um subscribers did you have on the fitness channel? Uh let's check this out. 
So Asylum Workout only had 220 subscribers. What happened? You didn't really talk too much about this, the singing channel. That one just didn't last that long. <laughs> uh, that's just one that we're going to keep in the dark. What kind of singing stuff. were you doing? R&B. I would do covers. Nice. What kind of, like Jodeci, <laughs> yeah, R. Kelly? I would do uh, Joe, um, Chris Brown. I, I loved it. It was Pete is a big r and I know. Like, we're, we, at, at my house... My, my my house, if you come in at any time, it stays on 90s R&B in my house. Oh, that's what's Always. All the time. Always. Uh, that's funny. So that didn't that one didn't go too long, huh? Yeah. I, it could have went longer. I just think I... <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of got embarrassed about it, I guess. I don't True. know. Are you good? Do you feel like you're good? Yeah. No? We're going to just keep that on the dark way. <laughs> <laughs> keep it on the dark way. <laughs> So, yeah, so then, <laughs> are any of those videos out there? Yeah, probably. You should I throw those know. back now that you have all the subscribers. You should throw that that back little throwback action for everybody. People like it. I should. I gotta. I seriously. So I had Mike Mitchell sings, Mike Mitchell tech. I did tech reviews, iPhone. Then I went over to Mike Mitchell TV, which was like comedy skits that's still up on the internet. Uh, then I started doing like inspirational videos. I've been like all over the place. A lot of people don't know. Dude, I didn't know that. That's really awesome. That just goes to show <laughs> you like too many people put like all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like, dude, this dude's got chickens on every farm across the fucking internet. <laughs> right. And look, yeah, sneakers just, are the one that hit. I feel so, like YouTube is a tool, you know? It like, is. It's, it's not a career. It's definitely a tool to grow businesses. And that's what I've been trying to do. And you have your ups and your downs. Like it is what it is. But yeah, I um, started the sneaker channel just for fun. I was playing college basketball and going to school and sneakers was just kind of cool, you know, like it wasn't really trending at the time and it just randomly blew up. I made one video, it hit like 1.4 million views overnight and I ended up quitting basketball, barely graduated. Wow. I was like, shh. I'm about to start all these businesses. I'm good. He's like, yo, fuck shooting hoops. I just got this <laughs> yeah. video that hit 1.4. I'm out. <laughs> so I kind of just abandoned the fitness channels. I still worked out. Like my hours were so messed up with the intermittent fasting. I would go to the gym at like midnight, be there until 2 a.m. I'd eat. It was it was messed up. I don't know what I was doing. My sleep schedule was all jacked up. And the sneaker channel just kept blowing up. And I was like, man, I kind of want to get back into fitness. I was still like trying to lift and again with that teeter-totter oh i look fat oh i look lean oh i'm too small blah 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 and i started i changed the channel instant gains to mike fittest and then it got like 5,000 subscribers i announced it on my sneaker channel i'm like yo guys i'm gonna do this fitness thing and people were so excited at the time and i just blew it off it's traveling all over the world which i'm not complaining but just kind of fell off and I didn't fulfill those promises and Mike Fittis is still there. What were you traveling so much for? Uh, so we had like sneaker cons. I had a deal with them where I would fly to each sneaker con. It's like a big convention. It's almost like, what does the fitness industry have? You guys were in it's LA. It's like the for... Olympia. Okay. Yeah. But for sneakers. So it's a huge, yeah, sneaker event where they have influencers come and we get to meet all our fans. And it was it was crazy. Like New York was crazy, London, Germany. Wow. Like just to know that you have fans there is insane. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't even know that they did that. So you, you traveled all around the world? Yeah, everywhere. Like, How many? Where, tell us some of the places that you went. London, uh, Berlin, everywhere in the United States. All of this uh, for, for talking about sneakers? Yeah, just that's it. That's, all that's I amazing. Make sneakers. Yeah. 
Amazing. Flying everywhere and just kind of getting to experience different cultures. I missed, there was Japan, Hong Kong, Australia. I didn't get to go to those, but oh, that would have been cool. Throughout the United States, I've been everywhere just for it. Now, who, how do you, how did you get involved in that? Somebody reached out to you? No, I actually tweeted, man, I'd love to go to SneakerCon, but these flight prices, it was, I didn't really have any money at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, SneakerCon, these flight prices, and they DM me, they're like, yo, uh, we'll cover your flight in your hotel. And I'm like, Okay. Wow, yeah. how cool is that? See, take yeah. that's what happens when you take initiative to do things, guys. Yeah, yep. Sometimes true. you got to go out and ask. I mean, realistically, this podcast is happening right now because he posted up a thing saying like something about his legs. And I was like, yo, let me let me help you out with that. And yeah. here we are. Like, yeah, and it's cool because it was like perfect timing too, you know? What like, year was this when this all started happening? When? When you, when you d- tweeted. I'm talking about. When you tweeted to SneakerCon. Oh, that was 2016. Damn. So have you done that every year? I, I slowed down this past year. The last sneaker con I went to was in Denver, and the one before that was Fort Lauderdale, but I haven't really went to any more. I tried to catch him at Fort Lauderdale, but I wasn't there long enough. Yeah, that oh. was hectic. Yeah, but I'm going to uh, either catch a, a snow trip out to him, or he's going to come catch a beach trip out here sometime soon. Hey, I gotta That's cool. Catch, I got to catch a beach trip. You got to do it. Why? Where, where are you, by the way, Mike? I'm in Colorado. Oh, in Colorado. Yeah. My my dad is a huge Broncos fan. Is he? Huge, yeah, huge Broncos fan. Um, actually, I actually got him to uh, last year. I was able to get him uh, field passes, and him and my mom got to go down on the on the field and meet a bunch of the players and stuff at a game against the Raiders. Actually, which is a good game to go to. That's awesome. where do they live then? Are they in Florida too? Or? They're in Florida. They're they're from Connecticut, but my dad just grew up a Broncos fan. He's a huge John Elway fan. That's awesome. Yeah, super random because I I don't really know any other Broncos fans, you know, because we're from the Northeast, so everybody's either a Jets, Giants, or a Patriots fan, and everybody down here is a Dolphins fan. Right. That's so random. Yeah, he just loved the Broncos. I mean, our our teams are killing it this this past year. They did really good. They put Colorado on the map. Yeah. Plus, you guys were the first ones to to legalize weed, so everybody goes out there for that now too. Dude, and they're the first ones everybody. to legalize mushrooms. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, mushrooms. Crazy. Psychedelic over here. Are a lot of people running around doing shrooms out there now? I don't know, not yet, but it's gonna happen. It's it's tough because we have so many people move here. Rent has gone up. The houses, like, you try to buy a house out here, it's like a crack house for six hundred, seven hundred thousand. It's like, don't even make sense. That's crazy. All because of weed and mushrooms. Yep. Yeah, for sure. How much? How much are are legal mushrooms costing? Do you know? I don't know. I have no idea. It just got legalized, like maybe last month, I think. I assume it can't be that expensive. Well, I mean, like on the nah. black market, they usually sell mushrooms for weed prices. Yeah. So I assume that it's got to be similar on the legal market. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> These dudes are making so much money; it's crazy. They have to be. They're just growing fungus, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they grow it quick. Too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But we so. Yes. <laughs> You said that the uh, the the whole me reaching out to you uh, thing happened at the perfect time. Why do you, why do you think that is? You were really looking to get back into the fitness industry right around now. Yeah, I I just felt like I lost all that weight, which was good for me because it made me need to be disciplined. You know, it's one thing to be skinny and then put on muscle. I think it's another thing to be like actually fatter and lose weight. It's tough. Like, yeah. God. Yeah. So. For me to be able to do that, I think it really we like rewired my brain to be want to be more disciplined. So then to have this, to have you reach out to me like, yo, I can help you out with this is just perfect timing. And the fact that I know a lot of my audience 
whether they admit it or not, they want to be in the fitness guy. A lot of them want to ask help. They don't want to admit like they're low key at night watching fitness videos on how to curl or whatever. How you to know? bench press, mm-hmm. how, how to do yeah, calf raises. So, you know, if, if people don't want to admit it, that's fine. I'll make videos about it. And I know they're watching. Right. Exactly. So you're going to bail out on all the sneaker stuff. No, nah, it collapsed perfectly. I'm, I want to move more towards just wellness in general, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be, just how you look going down to how you dress and sneakers all together. It all comes together, you know? Yeah. So how much time a week do you dedicate to YouTube videos? Mm, I try to drop three a day or three a day, three a week. So maybe like four hours a day, four hours a day. Concepts, yeah. And, and ideas and, it's, it's tough. It's pretty saturated right now. I was going to say, is it hard to come up with like fresh content? Yeah, because it's like you'll make a video, but there's always someone out there that has probably made the same video. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, running out of ideas. <laughs> and it's like, if I was running out of ideas, I wouldn't have made a video, dickhead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, how, how are your, out of curiosity, how are your comments section on, on, on your videos? Because I've noticed... Well, ours are horrible, so but I don't want to go based on just ours. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so it, it, because of that, like I just want to apologize in advance. Anything that like might negatively. Oh yeah, our trolls you. are we probably going to be hard we have on some you. Trolls, yeah. so. Oh, trust so, me, I've been through. I've had some crazy comments. Like it doesn't bother me. I've had people say that they wish that I would just die on our yeah, videos before. Um, myself or yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, I would say that our comments are like probably at least 50% negative. Yeah. Which I mean 50% of the people are going to hate you and 50% are going to yeah, love you. Yeah. I guess so that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Um I try to not read the the YouTube comments that much cuz there's so many bad ones. <laughs> I, I do on certain videos. Certain videos I'm like I kind of want to see the hate on this one. But <laughs> I'll tell you I, I think I might have told Josh this already. There was there was uh, a day where it was it was shortly after the uh, FDA raid, and we were just getting ripped apart all yeah. over the internet. And um, I sat one morning, and um, I was just reading all the comments on a bunch of, of our videos and then other people's videos that were about us. And I don't know if it was just the day, but I came downstairs, and uh, Marissa, my girlfriend, looked at me, and, and she was like, what's wrong? <laughs> and I, I just admittedly, and I know I'm going to get wrecked in the comments over this one, but I'll just put it out there. I actually, uh, I just started to cry a little bit and I was like, man, these people hate me so much. And I have never even met like all these people for them to hate me so much. Like some of the things that they're saying, like they want me to go to jail and they hope that I rot in prison and that I get raped in jail and they, I'm a scumbag and this and that. And I'm like, they don't even know the truth of the story, which I know in the end will all come out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm like, but it's crazy how people could be so fucking hateful. Excuse my language. Uh, without ever even even meeting me or knowing me, and it just that one day it just got me. And then you know she she always says stop reading all the comments, but sometimes I'm compelled to just keep reading. That. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like a bad yeah. train wreck. Yeah. You can't look away. Which you know that's that's awesome that you willingly like admit how vulnerable you were, because a lot of people don't, and comments can really like ruin your entire mood, your entire yeah. week. Like I feel like the past three months have been so horrible for me, but you just got to put on a smile and keep like grinding in a sense. But yeah, comments are terrible. People have told me to kill myself. My channel's dying. 
I'm going to go broke. Why am I selling sneakers? It's, it's, I mean, there's other words. I don't know if I can even say on here. Yeah, you but you can say whatever you want. People, say, like, people just be saying some racist stuff. I think the comment that like bothers me the most is probably like people say I live with my mom and yeah, just all the, like crazy stuff when I pay like all the bills and stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I find that most it's... of the people that are, that are putting out those comments, I, I think there's a very large percentage of them actually live in their mom's basements though. Oh, for sure. You or know? if it's in Florida, we don't have basements in the, during the attic. During the attic, yes. Yeah, man. People I posted are just fucking crazy how much they hate. I can't. I, I definitely get it. Like, I remember there was one time a couple of years ago where I got, like, ripped apart by all these grown men. And I'm, like, 18. And I'm thinking to myself, how are you, like, 30 years old hating on a kid? Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't even make sense. Have you ever taken the time to write? a hateful comment on somebody's video. No, I've never dis I've never even disliked it. I know, me neither. It's so it's like, so I, weird. Yeah, and I think that's just being a creative in general. You don't you don't there's enough for everyone. You don't want to hate. No. Like yeah. that only brings back that karma in a sense, right? Like Yeah, it has to. Sometimes and, I got a comment last night where someone said my channel fell off and I'm dead and my content isn't original. I just wanted to go fucking sock them in the face. Yeah. Like, I wish I could. Oh, trust me, I'd be going around America laying people out if I could get away with it. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a hotspot like... for people like that. <laughs> but you also have those people. Like, I've had tons of people come up to me like, "Yo, you remember that comment?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, they said some crazy shit, right? And they're like, "Oh, that was me." And I'm like, "Okay." And they're like, "Yeah, man, I'm a huge fan." That like, does oh, happen a lot. That does happen a lot, though. It's so weird because I meet. So we have this this kid, Jason Genova, right? And and we've gotten so many trolls from him and I'll, I'll meet these like they you could just tell right when you look at them that they're assholes like they've got that asshole smile and they'll yeah. say something really assholey uh -huh. and i'll say something back and then they'll like kind of like get all shy and they'll be like i'm actually a huge fan of yours i'm like well why are you why are you starting out our introduction by saying something really douchey to me you know it's it's like happens all the time yeah our industry is also strange like that yeah See, that's the thing. I sneakerheads are the worst, really, as far as trolls. But I guarantee, fitness and sneakerhead like together, terrible. Oh, yeah, like, very what do the sneaker trolls troll on though? I mean, you're just aren't you just for the most part giving your opinions on the on the shoes? Yeah, but there's the whole like fakes concept, or you're scamming someone, or you just fucking trash. You're, you're getting ugly, paid for your, your hairlines opinion. messed up. Just anything they can attack you on. Like anything, are are so are people giving you, uh, like they're just giving you sneakers for free? No, I I gotta pay for them. I've had deals where I've gotten tons of sneakers and clothes for free, but yeah. for the most part. Like, so why? How could you be scamming somebody if you're paying for them? Exactly. <laughs> so I do like real versus fake. Okay. And the whole reason I do it is to make sure because sneakers run you; they can be up to two thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, if they're limited. And I don't want someone to get scammed. Tons of people are scamming on eBay, different networks. So I buy a fake pair willingly. Tell people I buy a fake pair. Have the real pair. Yo, these are the differences. This is what I notice. Look out. Stay woke. But then someone's like, oh, what are you doing with the fake pair? Are you selling them on eBay? Oh, you selling them to so-and-so? I donate them. But I don't need to tell everybody, oh, I'm donating sneakers. I don't need to, I don't need to like... Tell people I'm a good person. Like a lot of people yeah. for some weird reason think I'm like a dickhead. Hmm. 
But when they meet me, they're, they got a whole different per, like perspective. And that's been throughout my whole entire life. Like even in high school, when I was going from middle school to high school, all the varsity team or yeah, the basketball team, they hated me until they met me. I don't know if it's the way I carry myself. I, I, I don't, I don't, I've, I've watched a bunch of your videos right? recently and there's nothing about you that I would think. But people say that to people all the time. I, I, I don't know. It, I get that a lot where people are like, man, I thought you were going to be such a dick and you're really nice. And I'm like, why? Well, I thought that about both of y'all, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you see, like, it's so weird. It's, it's also, I think it just has something to do with, like, like I've talked to him about it before, like your your perception of yourself and your perception of other people in the world. Yeah. So, like, when I first started working here, I was like, this dude is, like, super hardcore business, doesn't have time for my bullshit, just stay the fuck out of his way, and yeah. turned out to be the exact opposite. Like, the first day that me and him really started to get to know each other, we were just both in the gym at the same time on a, on a Friday, and I was like, yo, I'm just going to make sure not to bug this dude <laughs> at all whatsoever and let him get his workout in, not bother him like all the other fans and everybody else. And he came over to me and was like, what's up? What are you doing after this? And I was like, okay, true. Well, this guy's obviously pretty cool. Same thing yeah. with you. I was like, I feel like this dude's like a little bit too cool to like talk to me online with all of his followers and stuff and like you know who am i with my fitness tips and you were like yeah no you're cool so like that's just yeah. how it is you know yeah. people's perception of themselves and other people and where they're at i actually assume that everybody i'm actually probably a, this is one of my flaws i would i would <laughs> i would say i actually assume that everybody is good and everybody is nice first and then it's uh, up to them to fuck it up or it's up to somebody else to be like, no, 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 that guy's actually really bad. You're just being really nice. Yeah. But I, I, it's very rare that I like judge somebody being negative right away. I, I usually am like, oh, let's let's go meet this person. He's probably nice, and then sure. and then I let them wreck themselves after that. Yeah, I like that concept. I would say I'm more so like that too. Until you prove to me that you're a dickhead. Yeah. We're cool. No it's a better way to, to be because you're not going to have any any issues with people, especially ones that you don't know, until they give you a reason to. Yeah, there's no reason to worry about them because they don't affect you. So right? I, uh, I actually noticed that there was a couple of comments on the post that you put up that I don't know if they're going to be in the inbox for the questions, but I wanted to make sure that we got those too because those were for him. Yo, was Instagram broken last night? Did anybody notice that? Yeah. Or yeah. Was, yeah. Me and my girl both I posted post anything. I posted it and I got... 30 likes. Yeah, we only got like uh, 47 or something like that. Yeah. That never happens. Instagram, yeah. I hate when that happens with Instagram because there are times when it happened actually about uh, about a week ago where we had a bunch of important stuff that we had to get out. We had our cyber bodybuilding contest, which is like I'm giving every class winner $2,000 cash just for fucking doing this thing. Excuse my language. Yeah. And I'm like, how did nobody comment on this and there's no likes? Like, we're just giving away money. And then I went and I noticed I had posted a video of our most popular athlete, Keon Pearson. And it only got like 600 views when normally any video with him gets minimum 5,000 views. And, yeah. and I was like, there's no way that Instagram wasn't down. There had to be just something wrong with, with Instagram. So when that happens, if you put out something important, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. You know, yeah. unless you take it down and, and re redo it again. I, uh, yeah, I noticed that's... a couple other people made posts today saying that they were, like, staring at their phone for hours last night. Like, why isn't this working? So Weird. Something about that happened. But um, I don't know Good if timing. you guys want to start getting into some, some questions. Yeah, the one yeah. thing that I wanted to ask, though, is because I know that everybody else is going to ask this unless it's in the questions is. So for somebody that wants to go out and try to emulate you or be like you or some other let's say a really known vlogger, whether it's for sneakers or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. What do you think 
because there's a lot of people that ask us all the time, right? They're like, so how much money do you guys make on YouTube? And I explain to them, we really indirectly make money on all of our social media. It's, it's, we're not necessarily directly, some stuff we, we do, but we're not directly, we aren't specifically directly making money on our social media, but we're indirectly generating a lot of interest and that's how we make money through the businesses. So with YouTube though, with like somebody like you that has a half a million subscribers or somebody that's got millions of subscribers, how does somebody that's trying to get into that, how do they go about going that way if they want that to be their future? Yeah, so at this point, it's so saturated. Seems like it is. Uh, last year, they announced that every kid's dream job wasn't to be a doctor, a veterinarian, none of that, like an astronaut. They want to be a YouTuber. So crazy. And for say, like, from my industry, the sneaker community, when I started, there was probably 30 videos. When you do like the search, if you type in sneakers for the month, maybe 30 videos. Now there's 108,000. How many? Every month, 108,000. God damn. So that just goes to show the scale of it. Everyone that would watch is now a YouTuber. I noticed a lot of my comments, which is fine. That's great for them. Like They're like, hey, man, I love your channel. I've been watching for years. Come check out my channel. That's what most of my comments are now. So everyone's <laughs> becoming a YouTuber. But as far as answering your question, how do you get into a position like this? You First off, you just got to start. I think that's the hardest thing. Everybody thinks there's like this perfect timing. Oh, I need this $5,000 camera and all these crazy ideas. You just got to put your personality out there. It's hard to do because when you start out, you're just kind of awkward. You're trying to figure out who you are. You're watching others and you're kind of taking pieces from them. In a sense, not really being yourself, just kind of being like a Casey Neistat who's like a blogger. So start, put out what you want to put out and just be consistent with it. And, you know, you just kind of grow throughout time. And the first round might not work. You know, I've had six different channels and they didn't work. They did all right. They got like 5,000 views. Sneakers got a million views, 100,000 views. And I started blogging, just doing my daily life. People fall in love with your personality. They feel that connection. So it's it's uh, interesting. I'm glad that you said that because you know people ask us. We specialize more in, in our Instagram and our Facebook marketing, but people ask me all the time, you know, how do I become you know like sponsored by Black Slimes? What do I have to do on Instagram? What do I have to do? And I, I tell people all the time. The key is showing your personality because yeah. everybody looks good in fitness for the most part. There's so many people yeah. that look good. There's so many guys that are jackers. Sure. There's so many pros now. So how am I going to pick which one? I'm going to pick the one or the ones. We have many who are separating themselves with their personalities that are motivating people, influencing people, helping people, answering back. I saw somebody today. I'm going to actually shout out uh, an IFBB pro, Frida Paulson, today, who I've been following mostly because she's got a really nice ass. And <laughs> today I actually was like, I took some interest in her, like whether I, I thought of reaching out to, to her sponsoring or not. I wanted to see what she was all about. And I was looking through a lot of her posts. And so she has many hundreds of of comments on all her, her things, right? And And a lot of it is guys just being like, oh, you're hot, you're beautiful, this and that. But I noticed that she actually went through and responded to every single one, even the guys that were kind of just hitting on her. Like she would say thank you or you know, put like the little emoji things up. And I was like, wow, she's actually responding to every single person. That's super, super valuable and important. 
And there's a lot of people that don't do that. So when people take the time to put their personality out there, I think that's what makes other people gravitate. Like I'm sure the people that are that are following you so closely, it's probably a lot more than the information that you're putting out on sneakers. They just like you a lot as a guy. For sure. And that comes down to they trust. Even for me, like if there's someone that I really like and they're using a certain product or whatever that is, I'm like, damn, let me check this out, you know? So who, let me like ask him. let me ask you before we get into the other questions, who do you like to watch on YouTube? Uh, I like to watch Christian Guzman, um, Brandon Carter. Do you guys know who that is? Both of them sound familiar. I think the Christian Guzman is a motivational speaker, right? Yeah, he's like a fitness motivational guy. Brandon Carter, he's he's like calls himself King Keto. He's just a funny guy. Like, I, I just like these guys' personalities. Uh, and then I, I honestly just watched a lot of. I'm more into like editing. Like I like to watch people that can teach me how to edit better. Okay. Like other than that, I don't really watch. How much people. time do you spend editing? Uh, probably like two hours. It depends. It really just depends on how in depth I want to be with the video and if I want to make it fancy. But if like the edits are basic, it'll take me like thirty minutes. So now that you're not traveling with SneakerCon and uh, stuff like that, like obviously, like you said, this is a good time to, you know, revisit your passion for fitness and, and doing content like that. Um, uh-huh. How do you think that sneakers, how do you think you'll progress forward in sneakers now that it has become so saturated and there is so much biting and so much, you know, a hundred other people put this video out this month on this sneaker review? Because like you just said, to be honest, like I could go to anybody to watch a sneaker review, but I would specifically come to you or um, uh, Cousteau or, you know, people that yeah. I, I happen to like their style. I happen to like their opinion on something because For sure. I've, or, or like Mr. Fomer Simpson, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I love Mr. Fomer. I like, I like your guys' no, style, sure. you know? So I, I value your opinion more than, you know, maybe somebody else who's reviewing the exact same shoe that maybe I just don't like them or their style as much. So how do you think you're going to progress forward through this extremely muddied up, uh, saturated sneaker industry? Um, for me personally, I'm trying to transition into what I genuinely love. Um, because at this point, you know, maybe people don't like watching my fitness videos or me talking about Blackstone Labs or my training routine or skincare, whatever I do. Maybe people hate that right now, but eventually they will love it. Are you talking about skincare? Yeah. You have good skin. What kind of skincare shit do you use? I use, uh, it's called... I just switched all this shit because uh, Whitney, you know, Black Bombshell. Yeah, she yeah, made me switch all stuff. my shit. She, I, I, she came over and gave me a facial, and then I tried to give her one after, but she denied it. And uh, it's my little joke. <laughs> and uh, she, she made me get there's uh, this place in the mall called Lush. Do you know that place? Yeah, I use the uh, beard wash from there. That shit is, for starters, way too expensive. Yeah. But whatever. I, 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 <laughs> I will say though, since I've been using it, like my skin's definitely been better. I was using yeah. that, you, you know that like St. Ives apricot scrub? Yeah. You can get it at any fucking grocery store. It's so bad for you. She was like, that's what you use? She was like, that's like taking sandpaper and scrubbing your face with it. And I was like, I'm scrubbing all the bad shit off. And she was like, no, no, no. no. You're scrubbing it in. But now I will say, though, <laughs> my skin has definitely been better since I've been using that shit from Lush. 
Yeah. yeah it's harder for you guys too because the humidity right You're it's so humid Florida, my face is always oily oh dude i'm italian so i have oily ass skin anyway oh, and yeah. also i'm on a lot of testosterone so that yeah. fucking the more makes, gear you, makes it even worse the more gear you take the greasier yeah. and oilier you i'm just are. A, a greasy wop yep yeah, and see, italian guys are gonna get mad it's dry here Which... yeah it's not, it's not, it doesn't it doesn't usually get like hot in the summer there right no, I mean, nah, it does get hot. It's just like desert hot. Yeah, it's, it's really just not dry. not it's humid. It's dry. Yeah. But yeah. the dryness will screw your skin up too. Yeah, but if you keep it like moisturized, and that's one of the things, like it's these tips that I see the potential of them, whether it's just wellness, fitness, skin care, you know, just taking care of yourself. A lot of guys don't want to admit that that's what you got to do. Yeah, you, you want to look good for a long time. You gotta take care of yourself. Dude, I, I freaking have a whole regime. Like from when I get out of the shower, yeah. I lotion my whole body. I got to do all the shit to my face. When I shave, the specific aftershave that I use. It's important. Yeah. Yep. Everything. Everything counts. But yeah. I'll tell you, people say to me a lot, especially lately now, because I quit drinking about eighteen months ago, and that uh -huh. shit, that shit will wreck you. And the past year, because I'm I'm thirty eight. People say to me all the time, they're like, "No, oh, you look, you look so much younger than, than you are." And it, I know that a lot of it is the shit that I do to my skin, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's a lot of people don't even think about that until they're like sixty years old and their skin's cracking and all these yep. wrinkles. But if they would just took care of themselves, they'd still be looking good. I'm trying to look good and way, 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 way past <laughs> thirty-eight. You yeah. know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna look like when I when I'm sixty, but I I, I had to try to keep this going for a little while. Hey. <laughs> yeah but i think that like you know as far as you know just talking about you know like you said putting out a variety of content and you know chasing your true passion like it's kind of like you know if you're somebody that you really like their personality like if will smith had a youtube channel and he put all his skincare shit out yep yeah i'm pretty sure people would like to watch that he, he, he would <laughs> oh, he'd be what? making bank on that you know too. what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with The Rock. Like, everyone loves him yep. for some reason. Period. You know, anything he does, anything he does wins. If you don't like The Rock, man, yeah. you're just like, what's wrong? Uh, you know no, what? I, speaking of The Rock, there's a movie that's out. It's um, a wrestling movie. It's called, like, Wrestling With My Family. Huh. It's the it's the, the story of, of Paige, the wrestler. R the Rock's in it. He actually, I think, helped produce it. It's actually a really, really good movie. It's like a feel-good movie. I, I uh, highly recommend. It's out, it's out on uh, iTunes now. I highly recommend everybody watch that. Watching Aladdin made me feel good. Really? I loved Aladdin. The new, the uh, new Aladdin, the Will Smith Aladdin? Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I have not even seen the trailer for that movie. Oh, man. Everyone's been telling just me about it. go to iPick tonight. Everyone's been telling me about it. I saw it at iPick. Uh, what did I just see? the fuck did I just see? We just went to the movies. What did I just see? It was really good. <laughs> my brain is like shot right now we've talked about so many different subjects that i can't next up Mike. we usually just talk about steroids on this show the whole time it's easy for me it's like the same seven questions over and over again next up mike is going to yeah, tell us that that's... he actually has a movie review channel that's done pretty good but he just kind of let it go yeah, i'm about it oh man so we'll uh might take me a minute to actually get the what the hell movie did i just go see and it was very good uh, oh no, Trattoria Manos called me. Should I answer this? Make sure they're not canceling my res reservation. Hold on a minute. I was going to say, your phone's been blowing up. This Hello? Time. Hello, Johanna calling from Trattoria Romanos. Hi, how are you? Doing good, how are you? Great. It's perfect. Just for tomorrow, confirming for 10 at 7 p.m. Yes, I have. I was actually going to call you because I have a little bit of an issue. We, I, I miscounted, and it actually looks like it's going to be 13. 13? 
Okay, let me make that. No. Okay, that's okay. I bump it up to one more or three more, okay? Okay, thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a good day. Bye-bye. I was a little worried about that. Forgot about the sister uh, and her husband and whatnot. And uh, it's Father's Day, so we're getting the dad's, my dad and Marissa's dad, out to uh, dinner. Oh, nice. And everybody wanted to jump in. And it's hard as fuck to get reservations for Trattoria Romano. Have you ever eaten there before? No. It's like a really, really good Italian place. And uh, I've tried to make reservations for like my mom and stuff a bunch of times. And they're like, nope. I'm like, you have no reservations at all. They're like, no, none, zero. I'm like, all right, what about tomorrow? They're like, nope, tomorrow's all booked up. And they straight up told me, they were like, if you want reservations, you should try like a month in advance. And I was like, really? Like, how do you, how do you, hungry li- now. how do you line something up for dinner a month in advance? That's crazy. So I tried on, on, so it was Monday. Monday, I was like, you know what? This is a crapshoot. Let's try to get Father's Day reservations. And uh, we called and we were able to, we were able to get them. And the funny thing is, I bet you that if it was Mother's Day, wouldn't no. be able to do it. Nope. Nobody cares about the dads. Nope. No one cares about the dads. <laughs> well, you know what? For for Father's Day, I'm just gonna get my mom something nice because my dad is a deadbeat. <laughs> so she's the best dad I ever had. <laughs> hey, I hear you. No, my stepdad is 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 the man. I call him dad, so he deserves he deserves a good day. He doesn't even give a shit. He doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> we're actually we're actually doing him a disservice by making him by making house. him go to dinner. <laughs> For Father's Day, he just wants to be left alone. He's like, I just want to smoke weed. Why are you making me? Yeah, my mom straight up said she was like, definitely not doing anything on Sunday (laughs) on the actual Father's Day, but you may be able to get him on Saturday. Um, So, like, I I guess I should have probably warned you before you came on here, being that I guess I didn't think about you probably never have watching the podcast before. But usually, people do send us like crazy sex questions and stuff like that. Not that I think that you're gonna get any of those, but like, you know, I'm I'm sure the whole like, uh, um, you know facial trading thing kind of caught you off guard but so just to let you know it gets a little vulgar here <laughs> does he have vulgar questions no no i haven't i was thinking that they weren't going to ask any any vulgar stuff to the sneaker guy probably not um i just didn't know if like maybe the girls the girls they send the vulgar questions to i just didn't know if maybe there would be like a vulgar one for me or you and him be like what the fuck kind of podcast <laughs> am i on right now like, these dudes are fucking weird i've never no, responded nice to this guy you know as far as like the sneaker i mean you can like cuss and stuff and you just somewhat can't be yourself because you're trying to um, appeal to a younger to audience, younger kids. Yeah, you know? of course. Like, a lot of moms come up to me like, "Hey, we watch you in my living room," so I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is so like at the Olympia and the Arnold, we'll we'll have people that'll come and like I. So I know that I am at the at the very <laughs> most modest. I am rated R. And that's being yeah. mo- that's being modest. I'm probably NC-17. Would you say I'm X? I don't know. I I, I think I'm probably like NC-17. I would say we're X, bro. You think so? Okay, so we're X. So I'll get like husbands and wives and families at the Olympia. These this this husband and wife came with their. They had three little kids and they went PJ and they all ran and they were like hugging my legs and the and the parents were like uh-huh. we listen to you every day and I went. Oh. And then they go, oh, no, no, we, we have our headphones on. They just see you moving around and stuff, so they think you're cool. I'm like, oh, thank God. I was, like, so, like, upset. I'm like, these poor kids, they're listening to me? That's terrible. I talk about the worst shit. And uh, they're like, no, 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 we keep the headphones in. But they just they think that you look cool. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. I was, like, really scared that you're letting your kids listen to us talk about all the crazy shit, trannies and, yeah. and, and all the porno you stuff. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had a guy that came up to me at the Olympia last year. This is really funny, and then we'll get into the questions. And he was like, dude. So he came up to me with his, his, his wife. Her name was Michelle, by the way. If she's listening out there, someday I may take you guys up on your offer. And uh, basically they were like, you know, they had like a fantasy. Like the wife had a fantasy of me banging her and shit. And uh, the guy was like, me and you are so much alike. And he goes, I'm into trannies. I'm into this. I'm into that. And I was like. Well, I'm joking when I say all that stuff, <laughs> dude. That's just to get the shock value out of people. But, hey, that's cool. You just told me some some pretty whacked out stuff about you, but that, that's all right, man. You're like, I don't like trainees, but I think dudes <laughs> that admit they like trainees are pretty cool. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, good times. Yeah, like even if you just go back to the very last podcast we had, we had a, a very beautiful guest uh, come in. She was actually here with us. Whenever somebody's in Florida, we try to do it, so we don't have to do the whole Skype thing. But um, so, yeah, she came in. And of course, when he put up the, the photo that she was going to be in, you know, the, the pervy questions come in. Somebody's like, yeah, like, do you like to get banged after you go to the gym? We're just like, yeah, all right. Well, we're going to read this to you now. Yeah. So she actually, uh, she, you know, she offended a few people, by the way. I don't know if you got anything from that. I, I did. Really? On the Mexicans not being Spanish comments. Oh, man. Some Mexican people, of course. Shout out to the Mexican listeners. Uh, wrote me and said they were very offended and that they've been like dealing with this their whole lives and people like put them down all the time and you know they're Hispanic. They they prefer to be called a Hispanic, but like people will often tell them they're not considered Latino and this and that and that there shouldn't be segregation that way. And I was like, listen, you're not going to please everybody. I'm sorry. You know, people are just going to keep it real on our radio show and. If that's what they say, that's what they say. I mean, I've said plenty of things that have offended people before also. Um, we try our best not to. Yeah, I had people, somebody but... actually tell me that that after that part, they just turned the radio show off and, and, and that they, they generally love listening to us. Damn. I was assuming they were more mad at, at her because she was the one that was like. Yeah, I would assume. Um, I guess we'll see. They'll probably listen to this. And if they do, Hopefully. we'll listen to this and, and we'll go from there. I will say the uh, the parking police that I did not know existed until today. Over on the other at the other building. Oh, did you know about this? I mean, I see guys rolling around on golf carts. Yeah, so I guess there's an older gentleman on golf carts. I don't know if he's the landlord or not. If he's the old guy, that is the landlord. Um, there's another guy that rides around. There's like a, a Haitian-looking guy that rides around on okay. the golf cart too. No, so I guess he was out there too. But so I pulled up this morning, and when I pulled up, your dad's uh, car was parked in front of the doors. Yes. So I saw you posted that picture. Yeah. So he pulls in, and he's like. I'm in the car, you know, sitting, getting ready to go inside. And he pulls in in the golf cart and he's like looking at my car and looking at your dad's car and looking at my car and looking at his car. And he just decides to park it and like he's going to see what's going on here. And I'm like, all right, well, this is a little weird. So like a couple minutes later, Jason comes walking outside to go to his car. And I guess, you know, they were talking a little bit. I couldn't hear what they were saying. So as soon as Jason gets in his car, he calls me and he goes, yo, wait until that dude leaves before you get out of your car. And I'm like, why? He goes, he's like the parking police. He says, we can't park over here. We have too many cars and this and that. He's going to make you go park somewhere else and walk over here. And I was like, okay. So a minute after I got off the phone with him, Eric pulls up. So Eric gets out of his car, and I'm like, all right, I want to see what he does to Eric. Make, see if he make, makes Eric leave. So right when Eric's going to walk over, I think he's, like, getting ready to say something to Eric when your dad walks out. So now it's all three of them outside, and they're talking. I was like, so this is going to be a good time for me to slide right in here. I'm not going to have to move. <laughs> so I go inside, me and Eric go inside, and uh, – I was like, that was weird. So I go up to the loft to start telling the call center guys. I was like, I didn't know there was a, a parking limitation here or whatever. And as soon as I get up there and start telling them, we start hearing yelling. And I'm like, yo, 
somebody yelling at JR. So like we all like five of us run down the stairs <laughs> and we're like listening on the other side of the door. And then all of a sudden we hear the Haitian dude yelling. So Billy walks out there to see like what's going on. So I didn't want like 10 Jack dudes to come outside at the same time and seem like intimidating. Mm -hmm. So I, I was listening from the inside. And then when Billy came back in, he said that the, the Haitian dude was actually yelling because of a truck that's not ours that is always, I guess, parked over there or something like that. But so when I had gotten out of the car and was going inside, the, the white dude on the golf cart was like trying to describe Jason. And he was like, you know, the, uh, the Spanish guy with the ponytail. <laughs> and I was like, you just made that ponytail up. He doesn't have a ponytail. <laughs> you just envisioned that in your own mind. Like, what do you mean? He has, there's, he has like a mohawk. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, there's no actually idea. no one here with a ponytail. Nope, not a single person. But why? Did he do something wrong? No, no. He was just saying, like, that other guy said that he was coming right back. He was just going to Publix. And, like, I don't know where we should actually have to park. Those uh, are what are they going to do? Give us tickets? I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> they're not, like, police officers. I, no, I, I have no idea. This, this cur <laughs> The current building that we're in, we're, we're actually only allowed five spots now. But everybody loves us, so we park everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like... I don't, I mean, what are you supposed to do? I'm not sure. Like where you, that you have to park your car. Yeah. You know, you can't go to, go to your job if you can't park your car. I definitely don't. There's have nowhere else. There truly is nowhere else to park though. I don't have any levitating feature on mine. I mean, what are you going to have to park in some other businesses, parking spots? That's definitely worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I just want to let you guys know I'm parking here so I can go walk over to my job next door to you guys. Yeah. I mean, this is all corporate buildings over here what where what are you gonna do um anyway so just looking for some action for the day i guess so riding yeah. around on their golf carts yeah i'll tell you i got a fucking boot on my car two weeks ago never had that happen before <laughs> oh, wow. so in the garage over by pure life do you know that some of those spots uh, there's like only like five of them that are actually, it says reserved for retail, whatever the fuck stores there are, I guess, over there. The rest all say two-hour parking. And I've been parking in there for a couple of years, never had an issue. And so I pulled in to one of the, like, literally only four spots that I guess you can't park in. And, and Stephanie, I shot a video with Stephanie that day, and Stephanie said she actually noticed that my spot was different than the rest. And she, she was like, oh, he must know. He comes here all the time. Finished the video. I mean, we were only there for about an hour that day. And I go out to my car, and there's a boot on my car. Big old yellow circle. Oh and I've God. never had this happen before. They make it really a pain in the ass. So you got to go online. You cannot call a number. There is not any number at all. Nah. You got to go onto the website, fill out a, a, an annoyingly long thing, put your credit card information, put it all in, and then hit send. And it says... You will be, because you got to put your phone number in, you will be called when dispatch is sending somebody to get the boot off your car. And I'm like, wow, that's like, what, what, how long of a process is this? Also, you've got to give the address of where you are, all this shit, right? So I do all that and I get a call fair, fairly fast, actually. It was probably like 15 minutes later. Oh, wow. And um, they were like, hey, uh, is this, this is for the uh, Corvette? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, actually, somebody is uh, already headed that way. So it actually only wound up being like maybe like an hour. Huh. That's so crazy. It, yeah. But like the actual process of filling that out is a very stressful one. Like they, they ask you a lot of questions and um, you got to put all your, your all your credit card information in. And it's like 90 bucks. Sick. And then they send the thing to come, th you know, uh, get it off your car. I guess it's better than getting towed, though. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's it's like $300, 400 
Yeah, when uh, we went to a Sunfest a couple years back, and my buddy's like, no, 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 we'll park over here. I park here every time for Sunfest. And me and him park over there, and sure enough, we come back after brutally long time in the sun at Sunfest drinking, and we walk up, and I'm like, yeah, dog, cars ain't there, bro. I don't know why I let you talk me into parking here, because now I'm going to have to call my mom, get us picked up, drive us to the tow truck. Like, Jesus. Next time I'm paying for parking. How much were the toes? (laughs) Oh, dude, it was like 300 each. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. So, uh, God, that's steep too. I actually, this is a, a great question for both of you guys. Uh, it says for PJ and Mike, would you rather fight 1,000 duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? You want to go first? I already know my answer. You go first. Uh, there's no way in hell that I am fighting a duck that is the size of a horse. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. That thing is probably angry too. Think about the beak on that thing will snap <laughs> you in half. Just the wings, like fuck that. The wind they have sharp generated. little the sharp little webbed feet on a on a on a horse sized duck. I will wreck a thousand little little duck sized horses though. <laughs> they're like they're like My Little Ponies. Think about it. That's about how big they are. That's you know? a lot of ponies though. Yeah, but you just keep kicking. <laughs> what if they how come in waves? It? It's a thousand duck sized horses or one horse sized duck. I might just have to go for the horse-sized duck. I haven't got time to be fighting all them. A thousand? Yep. I'll just take my chances with the big fella. No, I'm He's like, scared. I'm either going to get killed by a this big one. A duck that big, I might die from pure fright of the size of that thing. But imagine a thousand like surrounding you. Yeah, I, I, that's that what point, I'm saying. You might just fight one big fella, right? Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> the size, you've got so, such a size advantage, you know? I mean, yeah. like I don't want to fight just a regular horse-sized horse. Let alone a horse-sized duck. No, like, I would, I would, I would actually rather fight a horse-sized horse than a horse-sized duck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A regular horse, you're probably gonna lose, you know. But yeah. a, a, you, you know what you're getting into. It's with, predictable. With, yeah, it's it is. It's predictable. But with a, don't get with behind it. A duck that is as big as a horse, you have no idea what you're getting into with that. You don't know. <laughs> you might as well be fighting a dinosaur. No. <laughs> do, do, have you guys true. ever seen the movie I mean, uh, Howard the Duck? By the way. Like, no. There's a movie. It's an 80s movie. It's called Howard the Duck. It's an awful movie, by the way. But it's like about this guy from outer space that happens to be a duck that ends up here. And there's like a sex scene and shit. Eric, have you ever seen Howard the Duck? Somebody, one of our listeners, one of our older listeners that's my age will, will know about Howard the Duck. It's a really, really lame, lame 80s movie. I feel like I'm, I might have seen the cover. Like, I feel like I see. I, What's that? Howard the Duck? Really? What? No, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's a cheesy Thank 80s movie that's literally called Howard the Duck. Thank God we have Eric here to let us know. Yeah, he's good. Otherwise, we would have no idea. <laughs> Jesus. Facts. Good oh, question, right. by the way. Whoever sent that question, and I appreciate that question. One horse-sized duck. I'll Made tell us you think. What. All right. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, let's go, uh, let's go in this order. Um,. Whoa. Oh, did we answer this last week? Hold on. So do you guys drink a gallon of water every day? I try to, but I'm so shitty with my water. When I, when I was competing, I used to drink a gallon of water easy every day, sometimes, yeah. sometimes two gallons. Now, How do you even manage that? You just got to carry it. You know, That's the only way to do it. So I, I've. this is what I've had today. I don't know if you can see this. 
Yeah. So it's about half. But I've already worked out, and that's when I drink. The, the, the biggest abundance of my water is when I'm working out. I just try to drink in between all my sets, and, and yeah. that's it. Like, as the day goes on, though, I start getting more and more lazy. And then at night, when I'm sitting around at home, I don't drink that much at all. But I, I, I'm shitty about it. Like, I know a lot of the issues that I have. Like, for instance, I, I get cramps pretty often, you know? Like, I'll yeah. strain things all the time. I could alleviate all that by just drinking more freaking water. Right. Yeah. You know? And to be honest with you, I only drink maybe at most a half a gallon of water during my workout. And for the rest of the day that I'm alive, I drink soda. Yeah. Yep. I drink at least. It's terrible. Do you, not, you, you can't do what I do. I drink a, a regular Coca-Cola every night. One can of Coke every night. It's like my yeah. one of my guilty pleasures. Just real Coke is just so good. But like yeah. nobody, nobody else realistically can drink soda and do the things that I do and stay looking. Yeah, he's just he has a, a, a weird metabolism. It's an anomaly. <clears throat> so I don't think we actually did answer this question last week, but it's definitely a, a strange one. Um, came with some photos too on this one. Um, hey guys, I've been using steroids for two years now. <laughs> I only pin ven- ventrogluteal mm-hmm. in my glutes. Yep. So what is ventrogluteal? The upper outer. Okay. I've tried my shoulder four times, which I ended up getting an infection lump every time. See pick below. I've tried my quads twice, the first time hitting a nerve bed and the second time hitting a big vessel that hurt so bad I had to pull it out. Mm-hmm. The two questions I have are number one, when I'm about halfway in with the needle, I hit what I believe is a blood vessel and it hurts a lot. I have really dark colored blood run down my glute or leg afterwards. It's gotten to the point where I hit these spots so often I'm virtually afraid to pin. I go in ridiculously slow with the needle. I've looked at injection sites and grafts and I know I'm hitting the right spaces. Am I just unlucky or have you guys dealt with this before? I use 25 gauge one inch needles. I mean, how often is is he doing like a ridiculous amount of shots? I don't know about that, but it does say... um, Huh. Did he say anything about hitting his lats? No. Hit your lats. I'm telling you, people get scared about the lats. Lats go in like butter. Yeah. It just slides right in. You, you're not going to bleed. It's a big muscle. So, you know, af- after your glute and your quad, your lat is the most area for you to inject into. And I love doing my lats. And if you have somebody to do your shots for you, like if your girlfriend or wife can do it for you, it makes it seriously easy. Just tell them hey go into the medius part of my of my lat right here and it goes in smooth it rarely hurts i cannot do quads i cannot do quads anywhere where i go and my quad is going to hurt he can also try doing in his hip which might sound awkward and i don't mean like in the front of your hip i mean back a little bit more like in the the medium yeah closer closer to the glute uh and you go in sideways when you do it um that one actually if you do it right is okay uh if he if he wants to he can try doing a smaller needle too not not the actual gauge the length but the length try a five eighths um and you can even try a half inch i know a lot of guys that take the time to to just use their insulin needles which it takes a while to do it but you know you're not going to have the the issues with i don't know that he he could be consistently hitting blood vessels it sounds like he's probably got a patch of scar tissue from stabbing himself in the same spot over and over again and he's hitting that scar tissue and it's causing inflammation and and bleeding from that so um but if that's happening consistently just don't don't go in that spot anymore you know yeah um to be honest it changed my life when pj showed me how to pin my lats 
like changed my life. I was so tired of pinning my glutes. Yeah, Mike, if you ever uh, gra- graduate into the world of steroids, we'll teach you how to give your, yourself shots too. So yeah, I, yeah. I was actually going to ask, like, do you how do you feel about needles? Like, do you think you could ever do something like that, or is that just like totally off the table? Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm not afraid of needles whatsoever. Okay, that's that's basically what it comes down to. Is most people they're like get to a point in their fitness where they're like, I'll do anything to get bigger except for stick myself with a needle. Yeah, <laughs> and and really that's that's the better way to go because a lot of the orals, well, for starters, many of the orals are often fake and they're typically a little bit harder and and they're easier. You know, they're harder to manage with shots. You know, especially nowadays. The older you get, the easier it is to get scripts from a doctor for for good old-fashioned testosterone, which is the best thing that you can do anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's pure. And when you get it from a doctor, you're not going to have soreness or bumps or anything, and it just makes it really easy. Right. How old are you, Mike? As far as, like, oral stuff, um, is that that worse on your liver then? Yes. Some of it is, yeah, for sure. So in general, just taking supplements, let's say you're just taking a multivitamin, vitamin C, let's say you're just taking all those, right? Mm-hmm. Is that bad for your liver from what you guys know? Uh, it's not that it's bad. You're going to make your liver work a little bit harder, but your liver is designed to do all that stuff anyway. Yeah. So any anything that you're you're orally ingesting, say it's you know an Advil, a Tylenol, vitamin C, there's going to be different levels to what your liver has to do to break it down. So like an Advil is, is a little bit rough on the liver but i mean you know drinking alcohol is really really hard on your liver drinking alcohol is way harder on your liver than any other pill that you can take by far really? by a long shot by so much by a you, long shot like a lot so, more than you would think so if you take your pills with alcohol it's just you cooking yourself. yeah that's you're, you're going out you're going hard on you're getting you're making your liver work if you're doing that so you know even when you're eating more more protein for instance that's making your liver work hard so the liver is designed though for a heavy workload. So yeah. you got to be really, really going nuts with orals to screw yourself up. But some of the oral steroids are a lot more aggressive on the liver. And when you go with your typical injections, you're going right into your bloodstream. You don't even have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, as we're going through this, um, if you have any questions about anything, you know, feel free to chime in. No, for sure. Um, second one says, I want to utilize more spots to shoot my gear, delts, lats, pecs, etc. but I'm afraid of either hitting nerves or blood vessels due to inexperience of shooting those spots. And I'm also nervous about getting another infection because my last delt infection was very bad. Mm-hmm. I thought about switching over to slin pins to shoot my gear, but I'm nervous it wouldn't get deep enough in the muscles and I'd get lumps. Any tips or advice would be much appreciated. I Nick. just think that the infections, he's not using good gear. He's using dirty gear. None yeah. of this, none of this should be happening. Yeah, when you're using good quality gear, like clean stuff from a doctor, none of this happens. Well, and one thing. And I'm, rotate your sides, please, but don't hit your chest. I'm kind of confused because he says, I've tried my shoulder four times, which I've ended up getting an infection and lump every time. See pick below. But then both the pictures he sent me, it looks like he has an, a lump, but I don't know if it's like, are you showing me like, you know what I'm saying? Mm, it looks like there's a lump in his arm. In his bicep. Yeah. Like. Oh, weird. Is it like did it seep down? I don't know. I I, I would whatever wherever you're getting your gear, I would stay away from it because that yeah. that's not looking. Probably go to a doctor. Yeah. Um. All right. On to the next one. It says, "What's up, guys? So my life. So my wife was lying naked, face down on the bed bed yesterday after we got out of the shower. I immediately snuck over and spread her ass cheeks." She giggled and said, "What is it? What is your obsession with my ass?" After I thought about it, I have no idea. 
So my fellow butt divers, what do you think intrigues us too much? Just the taboo of it? Sincerely, Uncle Big Dick. Uncle Big Dick. Um, he means like <laughs> he means like her butthole or just her ass? Yeah, her butthole. Oh, her butthole? Uh, I guess it's just considered like more dirty, you know? It's like taboo. But when your girl is clean and fresh, it, it should be nice and sweet back there, you know? True. And Maybe I think, that's what it was. I think that's probably what it is. Fresh out the shower. Fresh out the shower. You know what I'm saying? Nice and clean. Yep. All right. Next one says, good afternoon, PJ. My name is... Uh, man, we're getting a lot of like uh, people just knowing that we're going to read these. Yeah. So they're like, hey, let me shoot my shot to PJ. All right. So this one comes from Chris the MF Ox. Hello, PJ and Josh. It's Chris again. Are you guys doing well? I keep hearing you guys talk about asking questions that's a little off the wall and not steroid-based, workout-based, and all that. And normally, those are my questions, so I've got one for you. I've got, I've had friends a couple older than me suggest to me that a woman stick a finger in my rear and play with my prostate. I've never been a fan of that, but never let a woman try it. What about you two? I never let a woman stick a finger up the back door and play around but there's a weird question for you guys. Have a good day. So he's asking us if we've had fingers on our butts, basically. Yep. Yes, I have. No, I don't really like it. It's not my thing. Yeah. No, not my thing either. I've had like I've maybe, had I don't know, over the years, maybe like, I don't know, we'll say five girls have done it. Okay. And uh, one of them was violent about it. And I was like, if, if you do that again, I'm going to lay you out. <laughs> I think you told me that. I'm going to seriously <laughs> lay you out. And she was like, you like it. And I was like, no, no I fucking I don't. don't. <laughs> uh it's just not my thing. But I, I have guy friends that really like it. Yeah, I mean. the You can stimulate your prostate to to actually achieve an orgasm through your butt. It's just not. Really? Yeah, it's just not my thing. It's yeah. called milking the prostate. And, and doctors can actually do that when they want you. To, in, in certain uh, situations when they, when they test the prostate or if they're, uh, for instance, even, even needing to get like a, a, a sperm sample, you can milk the prostate and actually come pretty fast that way um and uh that is the more you know yeah that is actually one of the things that they a lot of people say like well what's in it for like a gay guy the guy that's getting it you know what i mean other than pain and done the right way they can actually stimulate the prostate enough where it feels really good for them so that when they do have their orgasm that's why it's more intense which is why the whole finger in the butt thing that's where that comes from like there's like a motion that you can do to go up there and stimulate the prostate but i think for most guys the the mental part of knowing that you're doing that makes you tense up too much to be able to get that, you know, at all. But it, they, they call it milking the prostate. Huh. True. Well, I got to say, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of shocked that we got two anal questions back to back for you, but you know, these weren't directed for you. These were from our previous, uh, in no, between our last show are. to this one. So th these ones weren't for you, but I'm also kind of shocked that they just came back to back like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's how it goes. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I warned you before we read this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny all right next one says hey guys first off just wanted to say i love what you guys do i watch the q a's every chance i get so a few parts to my question i've just ordered methaquad and super stroll i haven't taken them yet but i wanted to ask a follow-up on the last question of last week's podcast with miss foreign fit so once i take the methaquad and super stroll if i just run apex mail and pct5 for four weeks should my test go back to pretty much what it what it is now and stay? Or once I take pro hormones, will I constantly have to have a test booster? 
it's 50-50. I would say hopefully it does, but there's a good chance you'll need a test booster after that, unfortunately. That's just the, the name of the game when you step step it up that high. All right. Second part of his question says, if I go the route if I go the route of as soon as I'm off Methaquad and Superstrol, going to the doctor and trying to get on HRT, will I always have to be on it? Or will my natural test balance back out when or if I decide to come off of it? And if I do go to a doctor for HRT, how soon should I go once my cycle is done? Do I even start taking PCT or Apex mail if I'm going to do that? If you're going to go to the doctor and your your objective is to get on HRT, don't do any PCT or anything because you're going to go in there super low and they're going to give you what you want. You want your test to be tanked, yeah. so don't even... If you go in there with it high, they're going to be like, "What do you, you don't need any you of this. You don't need it. Um, and so the other question that was, will his natural test balance back out when or if he decides to come off of the HRT? Most likely, no. You'll have to do Clomid, Novadex, yep. some type of actual PCT for that if you the want. Be- the best advice that was given to me years ago, and I always will speak this to anybody else, make sure you're ready when you get on steroids, when you get on testosterone, make sure you're ready to commit to it because once you get on, you're never going to want to be off it ever again for a number of reasons. Some of it is, of course, psychological, but once you're on and you're feeling that good, when you go off, you're, you're, you're always going to remember how good you felt being on. And because of that, being off is going to feel that much worse. So you may actually feel how you did in the first place, but it's going to feel so much worse because of how good you felt on. You, 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 when you're on, you have way more energy. Your sex drive is better. Your mood is better. You're way stronger. You're making gains in the gym. And that goes away. And now all of a sudden you're 30 again. Or maybe you're 35 again and things hurt really bad and you're not making gains in the gym and you're all of a sudden you know, getting a little bit fatter and you're not having sex as much and maybe your dick doesn't work as good. Psychologically, you're not going to want to deal with that. So once you get on, be prepared to do that for the rest of your life, period. Which is the main reason well, why yeah. I've always kept you so far on the natural stuff until we've decided to make that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that um, I was going to ask that question. So that's kind of. Well, we're actually almost done with these here. So I did actually, now that I'm thinking about it, have a couple more questions that I wanted to ask you once we're finished with these. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So that was actually the last one. That lots of proposals. I heard David sent a question. Yeah. Um, we got that one. Uh, was that the duck <laughs> question? Of course it was. <laughs> um, but there was some other ones. So let's see. These were actually directed towards him off of your comments. I had a lot of friends that uh, took pro hormones, and a lot of them got pretty huge. One of them gained like 50 pounds. Yeah, the pro hormones that are out now, like the stuff that we have, they're very strong, guys. They're very, very strong. A lot of people are like, oh, it's pro hormones, just do steroids. But a lot of the steroids that you're going to get on the black market are fake. Mm -hmm. You know, reputable companies like us, high tech, that are putting out good quality stuff, you're going to get really good gains. You know, it's funny because – uh, this girl that goes to the same gym as us that's actually in the Legion um, we ran into her one time not that long ago so her and Tara have been working out a little bit here and there whenever I can't make it with her so she had uh, asked me if I would take a look at some Anavar that mm-hmm. her friend had to see if I thought it looked real and as soon as she showed it to me I was like no don't take this yeah. this is not good don't tell your friend not to take this mm-hmm. tell anybody any woman not to take this because there's a very high chance that it's not Anavar so it, it was literally just looked like 
Smarties. They were like breaking apart in the bag. That didn't even come in a bottle. It came in like a fucking vac seal bag. God only knows what that was. I was like, I was like, think about it like this. If this company is not, if, if this company is trying to cut corners on their packaging for their product, exactly. they're they not putting out a good product. Exactly. Like they're trying to save what, 10 cents on this bottle mm-hmm. versus this plastic bag. Yeah, and they're going to give you the cheaper option because they're selling such high quality stuff, right? And no, nobody, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I, I've said this over and over again. Nobody should buy Anavar from anyone other than a doctor because it is almost always going to be fake. Yep. Period. No guys. matter who you know. No, no matter, matter who you know. Your bodybuilder friend that got jacked on it, he probably got jacked taking D-ball thinking it was Anavar. Or he did take Anavar and he only has enough for himself and he's selling you the D-ball. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> going to be fake. I promise you the, the cost of it is why. And, and I don't know if I said this um, on the last uh, podcast, but so... Uh, a buddy of mine that was manufacturing, um, this is this is a crazy number, that was manufacturing uh, steroids in the 90s, said that five kilograms of testosterone sipinate powder cost $2,000. And so if you wanted to make testosterone sipinate, you could buy five kilograms of it for $2,000, which I think makes like, I don't know, 20,000 bottles or something like that. So it's pretty inexpensive. One kilogram of oxandrolone powder, which is what Anavar is, one kilogram is $18,000. Jesus. So that's how much dramatically more expensive it is. So if it is that expensive, right, it's it's freaking five times more expensive. Than good old testosterone. Actually, it's more than that more because than it's, it's, it's actually 25 times, I guess, if you think about it. Yeah, because it's five times the quantity plus the... And it's only one kilogram number. Price. Yeah, so... so if it's that expensive to make it, how do you possibly think that some guy is selling it to you for a couple dollars a pill? It's not happening. It's impossible. It's not happening. Um, so in the uh, one of the questions on PJ's um, Instagram for you was, do you do meal prep for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? No. Nope. Do you meal no, prep at all? at all? I, No. I I mean I'll cook one like this is my new schedule is I'll cook one day next day eat what I cooked the day before just have leftovers but I don't do any of that meal prep I like cooking personally like that's it's fun for me you know I, should, I love cooking too should, I grill yeah, every day we should get them on yeah, a fresh so meal plan fun. get them a code uh, I can do that yeah and uh, then they can you know they'll send you out some some meals and as long as you promote and get code uses you get free food every week yeah their food's good really? yep and yeah, their food's really good because I've tried a bunch of them and a lot of them suck and theirs is actually uh-huh. really good. And uh, the next question for you is, what is your biggest motivation besides health to consistently work out? Uh, Honestly, mental clarity. Like, if I don't work out, I easily become just down. Foggy. Yeah, I just literally will go into a depressed state without working out. That's normal, though. Yep. I feel guilt. Yeah, when you once you're into it and you love it, when you don't go, it just makes you. It does. It makes you feel guilty. It makes you feel like how. I'll be irritated, yep. mad at the world, mad at everything. Any little comment, I'm pissed off. But when I work out, I'm good, chilling. That's good. Yep. It's a good it, do, it, do, it does make you feel good, though. That's yeah. my favorite part of my day. It's a challenge. Like, even I think legs is the most challenging because yeah. every time I'm doing I'm like, why am I doing this? This <laughs> <laughs> is so dumb. Up yeah. and down, up and down. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Why am I doing this? It sucks. So um, I, I noticed, you know, obviously from following you that – do you have a gym membership or do you just have the that badass at home workout thing you have? Yeah, I have both. Okay, sweet. I just, 
I just don't really go to the gym. I feel you. I if I dude, if I had that setup that you have at your house, I probably wouldn't go to the gym either. I I had this uh this this goal, and I, you know, obviously didn't work out that way. But when I had first bought my house, mm-hmm. across the street was this lot that was for sale, and at the time, you know, I was making a lot of money, yeah. and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna buy that lot, and I'm gonna turn that into like a sick home gym. You know, like the sickest home gym ever. It'll be like, I'll make it like 1,500, 2,000 square feet. Get yeah. all the good equipment that I need in there. Get a good sound system in there. Get really good mirrors. And the only member that will be allowed there will be me. And I'll just fucking wake up in the morning, go right across the street, fucking train in there, and have it be amazing. And I, I really was going to do it. And, and people were like, don't do that with your money. That's stupid. That's stupid. You're going to spend all this money. And you're, you're not going to want to do it because you're going to miss out on going to the gym. And... When I go to the gym and there's so many goddamn people there, I'm always like, oh, I wish I didn't have to deal with all these people. So I actually do wish that I invented that, excuse me, invented that I invested into that because there's no way I would ever get tired of that. No. Yeah, no, it's the fact that I can wake up or just any time, even if it's late at night and I didn't work out in the morning, I can just do it. Because yeah. going to my gym, I can't stand that. Like, it seems like the day that you want to work chest, everybody's, everybody's doing it. Yeah. Chest. Like, yep. I've even tried to change my days around to avoid all that, and it still doesn't even work out. And they just copy because LA yeah. Fitness is just there's too many people out of LA Fitness. Oh, LA Fitness is the worst. There's so many people, so it's like today I went at a weird time, so I was good. But when you go in a busy time, you're just screwed. There's so and there's always like there's always that one old guy that doesn't actually leave the machine because most people you could be like, hey, do you mind if I work in? And it's a little awkward, and then you work in. But there's always like that old guy that's on the pec deck. That like kind of just rests with his arms on the handles because he's not getting off of it, but he's resting for like five minutes in between sets. Or yeah. there's like the old guy that's like reading and texting on his phone with he's, his legs crossed. Yep, he's holding both handles with yeah. one hand and texting with the and other. And you're like, one. come on, dude! And like you're doing other exercises and you're kind of going off your game plan. Yeah. Like that shit drives me crazy. That's why, because I do a lot of cardio. I do an hour of cardio every day, but I have a treadmill in my house, so I just wake okay. up, do my thing, and I go on the treadmill. I don't have to worry about shit, and that's very valuable to me you know like i'll never get rid of that that's a a huge thing not having to if you're somebody that does cardio every day and you got to get up drive to the fucking gym excuse my language just to do cardio that's a pain in the ass or if you want to do fasted cardio what if you get to the gym and 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 you want to use the treadmill and all the treadmills are taken you drove all the way there and now you got to do some whack shit that you didn't even want to do because everybody else is on it exactly so that's the whole reason i even made that gym because i'm like all right i'm gonna I've done. I've been losing weight for a year, so I think I'm serious enough to just buy this gym and actually use it. Because you know, a lot of people will buy all this equipment and be like, "Oh, I finally got my home gym." And they don't ever use it. Yeah, it just collects dust. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the the video that you made that got the most views that kind of set the sneaker thing off. What what video was it? It was how to be a sneakerhead. So simple. Really? How many yeah. views does it have? I think it's either at 1.8 million or maybe 2 million. Did it did it go up right away or did it just go up progressively? Yeah, within a day. At that point, what was the most views you had had on a video? Um, probably 400,000. So you like quadrupled that. Oh yeah, it was insane. I'm like, dang, I the pay off of that was crazy too. I'm like, this is how much money people are really making. Damn. It was a life changer. Really was. I'm doing videos like that all the time. That'd be that'd be like, you just it's like a roll of the dice in a way, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because you when so when you came up with that idea, did you put a lot of like thought into it? 
Yeah, I did. Oh, you I, did. So at the time, there was like a strategy to viral videos mm -hmm. that I figured out. It was looking at past trending videos and remixing them. It's oh. like a remix strategy. So I did that multiple times and every video just went viral and my channel kept growing. Then I started like the vlog channel and again, random remix videos and they just kept popping off. But now it doesn't seem to work anymore. Hmm. What's what's working now? Nothing. <laughs> nothing that's, that's like I can't even remember the last time I hit a million views. It's been like two or three years. Damn. That's crazy. So it's it's like being an artist, like waiting to write your next big song. I get you. True. Some of the fitness videos that have really big views, though, I know are just luck. Yeah. Because yeah. they're terrible. I've seen yeah. some of the like how to get fucking awesome abs. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, let me watch this. Let's see how this guy's telling people to do it. And it'll be the most basic ass shit. And I'm like, how did this get that? You know? I think it's more of like thumbnails and. Yeah. Clickbait. It's just that visual. Yeah, definitely clickbait. Because are you going to listen to some dude that's like super skinny and really has no muscle? Or are you going to listen to like a dude bodybuilder, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's the same thing with my own physique. Like I really am working extremely hard to get to that point where you practice what you preach because nobody's going to listen to someone who's like skinny fat. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Like if I, had, if I had reached out to you and I was, you know, 300 pounds and I was like, yo, bro, I can help you in the gym. You'd have been like, yeah, yeah I can sure. help you get ripped. 100% would have been like, uh, I'm good. Yeah. I don't really think I want to look like you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I the only the only uh YouTube page that I consistently watch is uh Kenny KO. I love watching his page. I think he's great. He does have some funny I stuff. just think it's awesome that he does what he does because first of all, I don't think he's a dick about it at all. He just exposes people for lying. Yeah. And yeah. I I I I actually most of the time already know the people that are lying. And I am just not the kind of person that would be like, you know what? I'm going to go expose this person for lying. Yeah. But I already know. I'm like, oh, it, as soon as I see who it is. So he just did one on Samit. Did you see that? Yes. And I DM'd him right away on that. And I actually DM'd him videos. And I was like, now I'm going to give you a lots of information on this girl that you that you probably don't even know. And he was like, oh, boy. And I, I let him know all these things that she did to screw us over, everything else. And he was like, wow, that she's even worse than, than I thought. He's like, I wish I would have known this before I made the video. And I was like, yeah, you want to expose some people. I might have some 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 info on them from now on. But I, I just enjoy because he I, I, I when I met him, I was like, how come you don't do any videos on me? And he was like, you tell the truth all the time. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's a good <laughs> I guess that's a good point. She got me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's the nice thing about telling the truth. You don't have nothing, nothing exposed like. So, and you know, that yeah. on that topic, you know, that's another thing that is great about selling the products that we sell is that, you know, since I started working here in 2016, my biggest thing when I started working here was like, I don't know anything about supplements. I go to the gym. I like to work out. I was already taking steroids, but like, I realistically don't know anything for sure about supplements that I know is true that I could tell somebody else. Like, I know this for a fact not just, I read it online. I heard it from the dude at GNC. And so... I was like, how am I possibly going to sell anything that I don't know anything about and whether it's good or not? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no idea if our pre-workout is good or bad. Yeah. I just know that I'm selling it. And so throughout the years, you know, you start to see like people who are using, you know, something like C4 or like very like underpowered, like basically just like sugar powders. Yeah. And you start to realize that like, 
you are the opposite of the snake oil that is out there mm-hmm. in the the industry that people hate so much and it's because you know people get great results and it's very easy to sell something that is that works so well and does everything that that you say it will yeah and people get such good results on so you know since i've reached out to you and you know sent you a couple different products to try what would you say are the biggest differences that you've noticed since you started taking blackstone lab supplements i'd say with epi like i definitely noticed as far as my transformation that my body has looked a lot more dry okay um the halo elite i definitely noticed strength increase big time yeah i love that one yep i really i did love the paraburn and the trojan horse i had to stop taking that i had my whole caffeine problem yeah, yeah you were telling me some caffeine headaches yeah, which was really bad. But were you drinking like really coffee or monsters or energy drinks too? No, I so like my body really doesn't react. It never has reacted good to caffeine in general. Good to know. So to go from like not taking like I would randomly every weekend have like a Red Bull and a vodka. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. So to go on Paraburn, which I knew what was in it. Like I said, I'm one of those people that just goes right into it. You know. And it, I felt great. Like that is a great product, but the after effects of my body, not used to caffeine and really depending on it because I took it for so long. Oh man, it was a bad deal, but it worked so well. Did uh, when you when you would drink uh, Red Bull and vodka, would you get like hyped up? No, I'd be chilling. Hmm. Interesting, because I remember yeah. when when I was young. And I would go out and we would drink Red Bull and vodka, but we would drink a lot of them, obviously. Yeah. It would be like, you'd be like crazy after a while. Yeah, that's how I get. You'd get like nuts. I can't drink Red Bull and vodka when I go out anymore. Yeah, but it's like too much because if you're drinking a lot of them, that, that winds up being a shitload of fucking caffeine. No, I know. If you, oh, drink, 10, if you drink 10 Red Bull and vodkas, which for, for like a big guy, if you go out and you're getting wasted, you're going to drink probably 10 Red Bull and vodkas, yeah, right? for sure. How yeah. much caffeine is in a Red Bull? Like 89 milk. So if if there's 80 and you drink 10, that's 800 milligrams of caffeine. That's a lot. Yeah, that's sure. two servings of 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 dust V2. Even if you don't, even if you do half, that's, that's still an entire pre workout yeah. with your vodka. That's yeah, that's a pre workout. Like if you t- take a pre workout, you better go to the gym and burn that shit off. If you're going to the bar right. and doing that, and you're thinning your blood with alcohol, like I, I specifically remember a much different kind of drunk on Red Bull and vodka, and the hangover oh. being very bad, <laughs> and then just being like, you know what? I'm not drinking these anymore. Oh, for me, yeah. I was an, I, I was a true meathead though, and I was drinking sugar-free Red Bull and vodka because I had to watch all those carbs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in Vegas and I went to. You guys ever heard of West Splash? Yes. So I went there and I told the dude, "Yo, what's your best drink?" And he gave me a drink. It's called the West Splash. It was 32 ounces of Red Bull and vodka. <laughs> I drank it. It tastes like Kool Aid. It was so good. Yeah. You know, I'm in the sun, chilling. I was like, ah. Let me have another one. So 64 ounces Red Bull vodka. It's a lot. I was gone. Like, I was. I have video of me like in the bathroom, like singing, <laughs> with my drawers. Yeah, because like, a Red Bull is like eight ounces, right? Yep. Yeah, I was. And the, how many ounces did you have? 64? 64. Yeah, so you had eight Red Bulls, basically. That's awesome. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. See, I just feel like anytime I go out, if I drink like, you know, Red Bull and vodka, you know, it makes perfect sense that you're basically drinking a pre-workout with your alcohol because like I just go out, I get drunk, and then... Like, very easy for me to fight you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I've You're all amped up on a pre-workout, <laughs> too. amped as fuck. When you drink a pre-workout, you get 
aggressive anyway. I'm not tired. Yeah. yeah. However tired I would have been is negating my sloppiness and my drunk. Now I'm just angry. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Str- strangely, Jack Daniels used to do that to me too, and there's 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 no <laughs> caffeine in there. No. Well, so I've noticed, like you know, if I have Red Bull and vodka, I'll go. I'll be a far more aggressive than if I go out and have like whiskey and and like Coke. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I drink like Crown and Coke, I'm straight. Yeah, I, I had so, a I had a Jack and Coke phase. Hennessy? Yeah, Hennessy yeah. will get me like that. Just Hennessy will get you angry. Yeah, why. yeah, Hennessy will get you angry for like sure. Uh, Shelby used to <laughs> Shelby used to drink Crown Royal all the time. She'd have this gross ass Crown Royal in the house all the time, <laughs> and she'd be all like lazy drinking it. Yeah, shout out to Shelby if she listens to this. Late <laughs> la- lazy drinking Crown. It chills you out. Yeah, I guess it does chill you out. Um, yeah, Crown's so, definitely that cool drink. I think that uh. You know, this has been great. I've learned, I've learned far more about you than I thought I would during this podcast. Yeah. You're a singer. I was, excited. I was really excited for it because I just, um, I love, I do love fitness. My body hasn't shown it yet, but I'm working for it. Yeah. Well, no. you can tell that you can tell that you had an athletic background, though. Yeah. Um, when you were uh, when you were playing basketball in college, uh-huh. uh, do, do you care to say like where you played? Yeah, Johnson and Wales University. Oh, Johnson and Wales, cool. I yeah. had some friends that wrestled there, actually. Oh, serious? Yeah. That was a good school. Yeah, it's a very good school. Good <laughs> yeah, academic so... school, too. Huh? It's a good academic school, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Business, the nice thing is, like, all my professors were actually in the industry. They weren't just teaching from a book. Yeah, that's awesome. Just, like, my main professor, he used to be the CEO of Dow Soap. Oh, wow. wow. So, so what was your major? Business administration and entrepreneurship. Cool. Very cool. See that, guys? probably should have asked that earlier <laughs> for anybody who's tuned t- tuned out at this point <laughs> yeah i'm sure that uh we we started to lose people around the the double anal question <laughs> i'm surprised mike didn't just turn his camera off like, all right this is enough <laughs> uh, i like it's it's like refreshing for me you know like yeah i know this might be a little I, bit hard for you to publish because we curse a lot and shit so i don't know if it yeah. can go up on your page or not but i mean no it definitely can okay i just for me, like for you guys, it's all about steroids and fitness. For me, it's all about what sneaker is coming out this year. What sneaker do you want? Blah blah blah. It just gets boring. Yeah. Yep. So it's refreshing for I think both of us. And no, it's we we say it all the time. Like we're kind of tired of answering the same fucking excuse my language steroid questions all the time. Yeah. You know. It's like go watch my video five videos ago. I answer this. We see how we say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we were even like thinking about doing something where it was just like, yo, we've got this question like 400 times, just refer back to video 4, yeah. 9, 12, 72, yeah. and 37. <laughs> have a sheet of, oh, this is here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, uh, the one thing that uh, I know you get asked so much is like, how do you get sneaker brands to send you free sneakers? So mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you that, but what was the first sneaker brand to send you a free sneaker to review? Adidas. Really? That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. They sent me like a whole like locker. Wow, really? Yeah. That's, uh, That's awesome. cool. Which uh, what shoe was it? It was the Climical. I mean, it wasn't really a big like sneaker. It was just kind of like, oh, we're going to send something to influencers and it might be trash, but hey. <laughs> it might something. be trash. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a question I have for you because uh-huh. so so I'm not really into sneakers at all, right? Yeah. And so what I care about the most is uh, performance when it comes to training in the gym, or I guess I would, I would have to label it as like a CrossFit style of sneaker. Right. So my, when people ask me all the time, like what's the best to to train in, I feel that 
Nike Hirachis are the best training shoes. They've got mm-hmm. good ankle support. They, they feel good. You can do legs in them pretty hard. And you can do cardio in them too. From a performance standpoint, because you've played sports also and you've worked out, what do you think is the best performance shoe? Right now, uh, it's called the Puma Liquid Cell. It has been the best as far as comfort, cushion, and just the fact that you can, if you want to go for sprints in it, you can. You can do legs. I think that's the most important. A lot of the mm-hmm. Nike shoes kind of lack that ankle support and just being flat. Because, you know, yeah, the air bubble, if you're lifting too much weight, it might pop. I saw Your somebody pop a pair out. of shocks one time. Yep. And, it, yeah. and, and it literally, I'm not even making this up, it made like an explosion sound. Yeah. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And it, a dude literally, this was many years ago. Guy Sisternino will remember this. The dude's shock literally popped when he was squatting. And then his yeah. whole foot was like <laughs> collapsed. Which is, that's so dangerous, yeah. right? And so between like that Puma Liquid Cell and Under Armour, The Rock has his actual signature shoe. And it has really good ankle support. And it's flat, so you can do legs. Oh, I'm going to check it like, out then. Uh, yeah. I'll, trust, I'll trust your advice on that. Yeah, I think it's a great option. So I actually did see that there was another question in here for, for you and I as well that I, I forgot to go back to. Um, it says, Josh, favorite pair of shoes you have your eye on at the moment? Also, when is the beardless colonel making another appearance? And Mike, your all-time favorite sneaker? So all-time favorite sneaker is the White Cement 4. Okay, that's a good choice. Uh, I'm actually wearing the uh, Denim 4s right now. I can't even see it. I don't know if I'm getting it in there. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Um, and I'm also donned in my St. Michael. Going to check out his, his clothing shore. Of it. Uh, I think it's on your Instagram. little right? plug. Yeah. If you just go to his uh, Mike, the, uh, Mike the Compass and then on his bio, you can hit his uh, Instagram there. He doesn't follow anybody because, you know, that's how clothing companies do it. They don't follow anybody because they're putting out the new shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I would say my, my favorite pair of shoes I have on my eye at the moment is, uh, I really want to get some more four D's. Uh, I was actually in, uh, the Aventura mall yesterday and we went into the Y three store. They were doing 30% off of everything in the store. And they had those like, um, you know, it's like, you know, 4d is usually like a light green color. And then now they're coming out with like, it's almost like a pale yellow look. Mm -hmm. They had those in there, but they were 600 bucks, even 30% 30% off. I was like, I'm not trying to do this right now. So <laughs> pretty steep. Yeah. Smart, smart decision. But, um, I really think, I think the next thing I'm going to pick up is the, uh, the, um, Nike adapt the, um, Nike mag version. I just got lag. Can you hear no, me? I just got you a guys lag. hear me? Now we can. Yeah. The adapt the BB. Yeah, I want to get the uh, self flexing. Yeah, the uh, the ones that look like the mags, the gray ones. Okay. Word. Is it possible for you to pick of popular shoes what you feel is the worst? Ooh. Like where you're like, why the hell did people care about this shoe? Yeah, the Balenciaga. Oh, yeah. A lot of people like the Balenciaga sock shoes. Yeah, the sock ones. Everyone likes them. I hate them. I think they're absolute trash. Retail is very expensive, and it's just. It's just more of like, oh, this is designer. I'm better than you. Socks. It really is too mm. because they they just look terrible. They're trash. They Big just trash. look terrible. And like when you see somebody wearing them, it's almost like if you look down at their feet and then you make eye contact with them, they're looking at you like you see my crazy expensive <laughs> shoes. Yeah, look at that sock with the sole. How much do they cost? Like nine hundred. Fucking nine hundred dollars for sock shoes? Yeah, they're literally sock shoes. It's That's a crazy. sock on a sole. It's weird. 
Like, it's the most hideous. I'll tell you what I hated was in fitness, there was this weird phase where uh, the Vibram shoes came out. Do you remember that? Vibram. So they were the shoes that individually went around each oh, of your toes. Yeah, and that. all the guys that had big legs were like, I have big legs because I wear these fucking stupid shoes. And, and it, it, it became super popular. Even in the muscle magazines, they'd have guys working out in those dumbass shoes. And then finally, this one doctor came out that was like, these are horrible for your feet. They're, they're screwing up your feet really bad. And then somebody like tore the arch of his foot squatting really heavy or something in them. And then they like died. And I don't see them anywhere now. Well, because nobody really needs toe grip when they're doing. Dance. No. And anyone that has really big legs just genetically has big legs most of the time. It's not because of their silly shoes. No toe grip is helping that. Yeah. Vi that Vibram, they were called. That's hilarious. They were called Vibrams. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, so I have one more question about like legs. You guys yes. recommend lifting heavy to build legs, low reps? I just my legs are so skinny, I don't know what to do. I think uh, that the, the key to to legs is variety anyway, but legs need volume. You know, it's not like the bicep where you can do a couple of different curl exercises and they're going to be tired and they're going to respond well. The leg is it's half of your body. Yeah. So you've got to stimulate your hamstrings, you got to stimulate your quads, you got to do compound exercises where you're getting them both together at the same time. And I've found that you know, I've been training now for 27 years. And for me, when my legs really started growing a lot, now I started out as a power lifter, so I was squatting super, super heavy all the time. And I had strong legs and I had okay legs. But when my legs started to really, really grow was when I got into more volume and reps. And so I found the legs respond very, very good to sets of 15 to 20 reps, but it's yeah. gotta be where you're dying at like, 17 you know what i mean you're going for 20 but you you're dead at 17 you can't get that 20 so if you're okay. just doing 20 and stopping and you probably could have did 23 24 25 then you're you're not going to tap into that growth the right way for sure and that's what josh was telling me okay yeah, yeah i'm by far the worst person to ask for leg advice <laughs> because i've got the worst legs because i just don't care uh -huh. um but I, volume hands down is going to be the way to go it's just like he said being half your body if you don't really fill those muscles full of blood and keep them full of a lot of blood for a, a while and for multiple days during the week, it's just going to be hard to make yeah. them grow in the same way that he was saying that like, it's hard for guys to grow without carbs. Like if you're not filling your legs full of carbs and blood, it's going to be hard to make them stretch that muscle mm -hmm. and grow. Got a lot of work to do. Like I said, Hey, you and me both, bro. I get think you're probably farther ahead. Get than in there and do point. it. So I All think right. that uh, this has been a, a great, great podcast with you man I, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to oh, uh thanks for having me i definitely appreciate it you yeah were... it was a good one it was um de uh definitely different good variety i think and we got a lot of variety on this one which was fun for sure. i'd much rather talk about different stuff for sure yep so so anybody else that uh you know maybe if you guys want to recommend somebody to come on the podcast it's like mike you know we're not all you know bodybuilders in the world some of us are sneakerheads that are trying to get fit and trying to get jacked and trying to stay shredded and exactly. you know we want to have a good variety on here and like i said we appreciate you coming on and giving us the great content you did today and hopefully in the future here soon you'll start seeing some uh great code uses and we'll just move you down here to boca and your legs will right. grow that's what we want the <laughs> most is for your legs to well, grow. well that's why that's we started this me. whole thing <laughs> <laughs> started the whole journey to get the legs to grow so that's how we're going to finish it awesome yeah. All right, well, and this like we always do with a peace out, bye.